Thank you. Uh, 220 years, 10 minutes, one slide, here goes. Um, I'm a historian of uh, the Atlantic world and uh, very much appreciate that slavery and race, re race relations change across time and space. I primarily uh, look at French, Dutch, Spanish, and English, British expansions into the Americas uh, and very much appreciate that. Uh, that if we want to talk about slavery and resistance and race relations, it's very much rooted in uh, change over time, and especially the work that formed the bedrock and shaped the colonies, the environment. So Bermuda is no different. I would say uh, roughly that we have three different Bermudas during this period, and to understand the three different Bermudas is to understand three different uh, uh, blending forms of slavery, and then the resistance that would be uh, that would come to that slavery change across time. So, for the first 70 years of Bermuda, early Bermuda, this was an agricultural colony, uh, started initially exclusively on tobacco, a cash crop uh, grown on shares across in small 25-acre units across the island. But over time, the price of tobacco collapsed. The island shifted into diverse agriculture and also crafts and manufacturing, which were exported. This was when Bermudian, Bermuda made things and exported it. Um, England also, we have three different British empires, if you will. In the 17th century, uh, the colonies that Brit Britain created were largely independent and uncoordinated. We have incredible uh, change in England itself. We have a civil war. We chop one king's head off. We get rid of another king. There really isn't an empire, or it is forming in these years. And the uh, important intellectual context is subject rights. People living in English colonies in the Caribbean, in Virginia, in uh, New England, in Bermuda, they have subject rights. And subject rights can be stripped away. So the slave codes we see being created by largely independent uh, uh, governments and colonies, this is the slave code. We strip away the rights of English, sorry, of African people, uh, people of African descent in the individual colonies, they have the rights equal to whites by default, and these are eroded uh, by individual colonies to create the, uh, the racism and the unfair discrimination within slavery. And England itself at home is very much in mess and very little oversight of this. Um, so in some ways, slavery is deliberately created differently in different English colonies, uh, but largely unchecked. Uh, Bermuda is a tri-racial society. Native Americans are brought in on the same ship as the first uh, African in 1616, and Native Americans are brought in throughout the 17th century as well. Uh, perhaps 10% of Bermuda's population is of African or African descent in the 1620s, rising to about 33% by the end of this. Um, drawn from Angola, we can document, and largely privateers are bringing them in from Spanish Caribbean locations. So the Iberian world, the Iberian tradition and system of slavery is very much relevant to understanding Bermuda's early period too. Resistance is difficult. Proportionally, uh, whites are very much the majority, uh, and enslaved peoples are in white households uh, very much uh, dominated. Uh, there's a Puritan religious surveillance system also in this era. 
So resistance is difficult, small size of island, very little trade, very little opportunities to run away, but it is practiced on a daily level in terms of resisting every day uh, the work that is uh, put upon them. Uh, and there are several uh, re revolt plots that are detected and even some that, uh, that result in violence, uh, attacking the owners uh, or masters of these people. Fast forwarding forward, 1690s, the Bermuda Company is abolished. Bermuda shifts into a maritime period of shipbuilding, of using those ships to trade, carry freight elsewhere, wrecking, privateering. This is an age where male and female experiences become radically different. Men might travel 5,000 miles in a year. Women in Bermuda, be they black or white, are living their entire lives without moving 20 miles from where they, where they were born. Um, so the male economy uh, is highly diverse and highly sort of uh, certainly Atlantic-wide, um, whereas female work uh, remains much more like the 17th century system. England, the British colony, the British Empire is changing at this time, 1690s. We only start to kind of knit together and crystallize an empire and try to standardize things across time. We shift, thanks to John Locke and other philosophers, into a different situation. He argues that natural rights, people live in a state of nature, and they come together and they create a government. So natural rights predate and overarch subject rights. Uh, and this becomes start the, the chinks in creating and sustaining intellectually, politically, a slave system uh, start to fall into place, uh, start, to, uh, start to, to crystallize at this time. Bermuda in this maritime period becomes a biracial society. Indian as an indicator drops away in historic records in the 18th century. Um, and basically you have sort of white and non-white as binary categories and laws are created and practices are created by which um, essentially you are either white and you are therefore free or you are not white and therefore de facto a slave. There are laws whereby if you become free and you are not white, you have to leave the island. Bittersweet transforming personal liberty and emancipation into exile from the country you were born because almost all Bermudians, all uh, Bermudians, either white or black, are um, native-born by this time. Uh, Self-replicating populations, very few immigrants coming to the island. It's a very full, very crowded island. Uh, resistance, I find, particularly takes the form of what I would say profit-sharing and white masters would call theft, uh, in that you are appropriating the fruits of your labor, the things that you are making. Uh, uh, you might be seen as stealing them, but in fact, you have created this, uh, slaves uh, at the time have created this. And I turn to uh, my archeology. span Historically, document-wise, it's very difficult to get at the lived experiences of 18th century enslaved Bermudians. So archeology span becomes an alternate way. And on Smith's Island, we have a slave, uh, sorry, a cave site deliberately uh, um, sculpted uh, and we find butchered cow and pig bones. We find some rather expensive uh, pottery, English pottery, imported pottery in the ground there. And this very much seems to be a social place where I would say uh, enslaved Bermudians met together to socialize, to talk, to feast on the very bones that we have found. Um, maritime Marinouche, uh, black, uh, uh, black enslaved sailors 
uh, could run away in foreign ports. And in some cases, uh, even women could get on ships and escape to other colonies, uh, hopefully to better lives, but not always, uh, through uh, the, the, the large traffic of Bermuda's fleet. There's also the 1731 and 1762 uh, slave uh, plots, Sarah Bassett, and in 1762, about which uh, Professor uh, Maxwell has uh, written extensively. And then the third period, um, do I have much time left? OK, a little bit. Uh, in the 1780s, as a result of the American Revolution, uh, the empire has changed. The Atlantic world has changed. Bermuda's economy is, uh, is very much uh, thrown into disruption and plunged into uh, chaos and economic hardship in that the old maritime economy really collapses. Freight rates drop. Bermudians cannot compete. Uh, various areas of trade are shut from them. Uh, and this is the era in the 16, 1780s and 90s where we get the creation of the plantations of the uh, Turks Islands. And I call it a plantation because we think of plantation labor as being uh, time-oriented, entirely coerced, entirely unpaid and uncompensated, uh, brutal work, unskilled work. This is the world that Mary Prince uh, so tragically describes for us, and this is sort of arriving at this period in the 1780s and 90s as many of the traditional Bermudian economic activities collapse and this new alternative uh, uh, becomes developed and put into place. We go from a seasonal to a year-round and multi-year uh, element to this. Uh, the British military comes and garrisons the island as a strategic stronghold. All of these forts that uh, Professor Harris loves to uh, to, to write about, uh, this is many of these are products of this time. So British military spending uh, and employment in the various uh, dockyards uh, and catering to garrison needs becomes really in the early 19th century um, the, 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 the bedrock of Bermuda's economy. We get after the loss of the of 13 of the 26 colonies uh, in America, uh, we get now really a shift to India, a shift to a global empire in the British case. The French Revolution changes the conversation to talk about human rights. Human rights, uh, liberté, fraternité, égalité, and these are not connected to a particular people in a natural world. but. Um, but basically, uh, these are rights of everybody, regardless of ethnicity or color. And slavery becomes essentially intellectually unsustainable, unjustifiable when we shift to a rhetoric of natural rights. And my time is up. Yes. And I, the last bit will be addressed, I think, very adequate, uh, very skillfully by the rest of the panel. <laughs>